Welcome to the first episode of the Portrait Personas podcast. So about a year ago, you started imitating artwork in costume and creating Instagram posts. And the goal of this series is to kind of do behind the scenes stuff. We're going back to the very first one. So what drew you to the girl with the pearl earring? So when this all started, there was a social media campaign going around called Between Art and Quarantine. And some of my work friends and I were saying, oh, we should do something like that. At work, I had kind of organized theme days to kind of spice up the work week. So it could have been creature features. So we'd wear something with an animal on it. So I was thinking, what things do I have at home that I could do this easily? And as a jewelry enthusiast, I already had like a nerd procured a few years before now, girl with a pearl earring earrings. So those are the earrings from the painting? I got them on this obscure website that I'm not sure even exists still that like marketed costume jewelry that was supposed to be period specific. So I have these earrings. And now actually, it's funny now, like Baroque Pearl, they're pretty popular now and they're all over Etsy, but at the time they're very hard to find. And so I had gotten these a few years earlier. So I knew I had the earrings. And so I thought, oh, I'll just try Girl with a Pearl Earring. And it's also probably one of the most famous paintings in the world. So I wanted to do something that was recognizable and that I had the supplies for. It was a little trickier than I thought because one part that was most noticeable apart from the pearl is this distinct blue color on her headscarf. Vermeer actually used a pigment called ultramarine, which is made from lapis lazuli, ground up like precious stones. So it has this like very distinct blue color. And obviously it wasn't going to be perfect, but I wanted the blue to be right. And I wanted the pearls to be right. And I had the pearls. So what I did for that, I had the lightweight cover-up sweater of that color. So I had to do this kind of intricate folding thing to turn it into a headscarf. And I remembered I had a pashmina of this like goldish tan color that was similar. And so I knew the other parts weren't going to be exact, but I wanted the blue to be right and I wanted the pearls to be right. So I at least got those two things. And it's funny looking back, if I were to do this now, I would have done the same clothing, but now I pay more attention to backgrounds. And a lot of Dutch art from the time had this very distinct kind of brownish, reddish, black background that who knows what it even looked like at the time because oil paint over time kind of yellows but a lot of them have this distinct color which so I've used this brownish <laughs> do you have a backdrop yeah I've actually I've used several times at this point a year later so I'm, I'm looking at this and I see luckily my apartment has gray walls and gray is actually the best neutral for color theory so it works well, but if I redid this, I probably would have hung up that brown backdrop. I'm just looking at it again and remembering having to fold the cover up and I had like twisted my hair up in the tan scarf and then had to put the blue part around it. In terms of like framing, so the, the painting itself, she's like looking back over her shoulder. I know you said in our initial conversation, you didn't have a tripod yet. Did you try to like ever like twist your neck out of, out of fashion trying to get that right? Okay, so the funny thing if, and this was before I, 
I like by now I put up like several shots, but I put up a, the B-roll on this one because it was so frustrating. And I'm actually impressed looking back at this that like you can't really tell it's a long arm selfie. I think I put my arm down low so that it didn't look totally like the foreshortened arm. So that was definitely a challenge because her body is in profile and then her face is towards the viewer. And I think that's the reason why people are so interested in this painting because eye contact wasn't often a thing that happened in Dutch art. So I wanted, I was very caught up in getting her expression right. The body position aside, that was that was very challenging <laughs> to get that profile while also reaching my arm out in a non-obvious way. And then once I figured that out, I wanted to make sure my face was right. So she has these very kind of like dreamy eyes. I don't know, it's almost as though she's about to say something or had just said something. Her mouth is slightly parted. So I wanted to make sure I got the expression right. And so I spent a long time getting it correct. I was very happy. And when I went to go post it, I realized that my ear was out. <laughs> and I had gotten the perfect, in my opinion, not perfect, but as perfect as I could do with my capabilities of getting that like mouth and eye accuracy and my ear, the top of my ear is showing. And I noticed that her ear was tucked into the blue scarf. So I had to take it again. I think the first one I got was much more accurate apart from the ear showing. So I posted both of them, but I was so frustrated that I got that expression perfectly. And then to realize that the top of the ear was my downfall. Had you already taken off the outfit or something like that? Or did you? I had. <laughs> I had. Well, not fully. I had unwrapped my hair. If you look at the two, you can see the scarf, the blue has like different, uh, slightly different parts where it's bunched up because I had put it back on again. Since you already had the earrings in the past, do you remember the first time you saw it? You studied art history. Is this a painting? Have you written a paper? on this painting? I have not on this painting. Vermeer is extremely well known and people are very interested in him because similar to artists that are so famous now, like Van Gogh never sold a painting in his life. Vermeer didn't really sell much of his art. And I think today less than 40 paintings by him exist. And in comparison, another well-known Dutch artist of his same generation would have been Rembrandt, and he did hundreds of paintings. So people are very interested in his work because so few of his work exists, and they also think it's not like they were lost. Like he just didn't make a lot of art. He's a name that is well-known, and portraits appeal to me. I think they're very interesting, and no one knows who the girl with a pearl earring is. So similar to, I would say, she has that appeal similar to the Mona Lisa. What is going on, like that expression, what's going on in her head? Who is she? So seeing as this is a quarantine project, what is something you learned from doing this or what is something you learned to love? I think something I learned was to appreciate this work more. It was kind of one of those things I, I knew well, I appreciated it for its historical significance, but spending that time looking at her expression made me a little more interested in it just because it's one of those paintings that seems so simple. There's no background. There's an, actually I'm looking, it has a black background. I don't know why, isn't that funny how you remember things? So many Dutch art have that muddy brown, which will come up later. She has a black background, which is actually kind of unusual. But it's, so it's just a black background with one person wearing relatively simple clothes. But to recreate that, 
I spent so much time on her face and her facial expression that I had a better appreciation for it. To capture that in paints, I think is really challenging. Eyes are so hard to draw. You can draw them, but like to have that kind of like liveliness behind them, I appreciate it more for that. Well, fantastic. I think everybody should check out the painting. Everyone should check out the post. Final little note, I can't imagine I can do this joke for every episode that we're gonna do, but are you aware that there was a 2003 movie starring Scarlett Johansson called Girl with a Pearl Earring? I was, and first of all, Colin Firth was Vermeer. Ah! Um, and it's based on a book, which I have also read. Oh, so they weren't just guessing a whole film from the painting? It's a book? There is a book, which is, I think it's by Tracy Chevalier, which is, is very good. Although it's kind of like gruesome in the fact in the book, she has to pierce her own ear to wear the earring. It's all intense. The earring, the earring is everything. And I thought about that actually, because in the book, it's described even though I had read the book before I delved deeper into it, reading and then like looking at deeply at something is different. In the book, there's this whole portion about trying to get her face right. And he's a very mercurial man who has like, he knows what he wants her face to be. And of course it's a book. So there's this whole undercurrent of feelings there that are never resolved. And so she's just looking at him with adoration and about to cry you know, he's like, yes, that's the face. Even though who knows if that's true. I thought until I looked at this and I was trying to puzzle out her expression. I'm like, I don't know if it's actually a face of like longing, but I was thinking about that. So there is a book, there is a movie because people like to fill in the gaps with mysterious art that they know nothing about. So yes, do recommend. Sounds like it's more tasteful than the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, there we go. That's probably the most big brother-ish kind of way I could have tried to. Pop culture. <laughs> you, you knew it. You knew it all. So there we go. That's our first little thing. I've actually feel like I've learned quite a bit about that painting in the process. Girl with the Pearl Earring by Johann Vermeer, circa 1665. And next week we will be talking about Madame Moitessier, which is from 1851 and by the artist Ang. It currently hangs in our local National Gallery of Art. And that will be the story of the time an eight-year-old told me I looked identical to this painting of a very surly, surly woman. There we go. Sorry, 200 years in the making. Next week <laughs> on, the, on our podcast. Thank you so much, Emily. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs>